Yes, we are back with the Skint Hill podcast. It's been an interesting week or two, hasn't it, Mark? It's uh, Europa Conference League week, isn't it? Yes, is it? God, I thought thought it was Europa League. It, it could have passed there. you by whenever... Uh, I wasn't paying much attention, you see. There was no articles about it in the, the Belfast Telegraph this time, like, so... Was there not? No, apparently not. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed in myself. Um... So we have two games we need to talk about here today. We're recording on Friday, which is a bit different. This will probably come out on a weekend, which is a bit different. But Yeah, it's a, it, there's also a reason why I'm very hoarse, and it's because it was on the rocking chair last night playing. So apologies for that too. So we, uh, Belfast Telegraph uh, might have a, uh, an article well, on it. Well, <laughs> no, because it wasn't the rocking chair last time, and it wasn't me playing, so who knows, you know. Uh, fair enough. Um... Aye. <laughs> Where do we start? We start with the first leg. The first leg. The first we leg. Reviewed that now. That no, seems like this is true. seems point. like a, a a pointless exercise with it being. You know, we're looking towards Kazakhstan now as we speak. Spoilers. But, um, we'll, we'll briefly cover off the first leg. We'll cover what happened in the second leg because that was a mad old game. And then we'll we'll see where we go from there. Mad Oil game doesn't begin to cover it, by the way. Ah, uh, that's that's putting it very, 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 very lightly. Strange Jesus. one, a strange, strange one. one. Anyway, first leg, Mark. How have you got the team there? I've got the team. Um, so we went out with really strong team. So we, we started Brian Maher and goal. We did, yeah. Uh, we had Ron Boyce right back, uh, Conley and McJanet in the middle, and Ben Doherty playing left back. We had Dummigan sitting ahead of the defence with uh, Fats and Patchen, and then Brant Kavanagh playing as a bit of a right winger, uh, Duffy on the left, and Jamie McGonagall up top. Yeah, I've, mm, <coughs> pardon me, I'm, I'm taking your place this week. Given uh, what's happened most recently being last night I was kind of surprised there that he you know like he hasn't we'll talk about that later but never mind uh, first and foremost I, I just want to say this everything negative I have said about Ronan Boyce I take back very good over both legs that very, man very was good. absolutely outstanding on both legs to a point that I noticed the guy that went out of contract during the week they're number 10. Aye. Uh, and their other left wing player uh, didn't want to know. Like, any time Ronan Boyce was on the ball, they left it to the left back. They didn't want to... Well, I think same, same goes for Paul McMullen, you know, who came on the second half. Like, but I, I think early doors, first 10, 15 minutes in the brand well. Yeah. It was, I want to say, a bit of a chess match, but they, they had a lot of the ball. They did. For opening 60 seconds, we started blisteringly. Oh, <laughs> first 60 seconds, uh, the important uh, part of the game. They had a, a lot of the ball um, throughout the majority of the first half, really. They did, and they'd done an awful lot of things with it. Um, very scary things uh, in, in, in my book. They, they, <laughs> they were terrifying going forward. They seem, they, it's weird because you go into these games, you have no clue what to expect from them. Like, if you're playing a, a, a Shamrock Rovers or a Dundalk, you're thinking, like, you know, 
what's Pat Holman doing or, or what's uh, Rory Gaffney doing? And yeah. then you know out wide, like well, neither of them we do we do much for the next week. What's what's Daniel Kelly doing or something like that? You know, you you yeah. kind of have your eye on boys, but uh, you you just sort of you're learning about a team. You know nothing the about, game. yeah. Uh, um, like their lineup, the front three, uh, and I'm going to make a deck of this, like, but Yase Tuminen, uh, Terry Yangi, and Saku Savalainen, like. Terry Yang, he, he's an Australian. He's he's a big, hey, the big, big tall, tall center forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's Australian. He's on loan from Ipswich, and to be honest, he doesn't look like a striker. He he covered some ground. To he be fair did. to him, he yeah. was because there was times he would um, the ball would be played up to him and it would be sort of you know cleared away, and all of a sudden he's he's tackling whoever's controlling it from the clearance halfway yeah. down the pitch again um so he, he was he, he he's got about a bit like he, um, he covered a hell of a lot of ground good player very quick but i don't think he's a center forward i it, you know i was sort of watching the match in the mark farnstan much lower than usual uefa probably brought more delegates or something i don't know but uh i was sort of looking at it and being like are they playing with like a false six or a false three, and they're swapping from the the three that are behind. That we're playing a four three three. Are they swapping the three midfielders, the three forwards, or what's going on here? Because we're just sort of playing everywhere. And I thought second half these ads are going to burn out big time because they're all them. It was a full team press again. Hi, but the I mean they're professional outfit. They're fit enough to do shit like that. Well, didn't work out for them like that. Didn't work out for them. I think because we massively upped our game in the second half. Now. I, the the main thing that happened at the end of the first half was um they had a shot from the edge of the box. Conley couldn't uh, he couldn't <laughs> get his hands out of the I, way. I, I think he's been been watching his his daughter play Gaelic football a wee bit too much there because like, oh, he's played about himself. So he has actually. Aye, uh, great save. Aye, great save. And then he he done the thing. He he kind of stayed down for a wee second as though it had yeah, him either he, in the face or, or the he, stomach. He knew full well, I. But just just to go back before we we get that far on, Brandon Gavney gets booked in the seventeenth minute. Axel Vidyasak, I'm guessing is his name, uh, also gets booked in the the twentieth minute. Referee, I didn't think had the best game I've ever seen a referee have. Uh, what ref was he? Lithuanian. Lithuanian. Fellow, was, he? Uh, um, was he very European for you? Or oh, you very European, very uh, very, very Eastern European. I, d- I don't really remember him having, I suppose, you get caught up in the euphoria of it now, like, but I don't remember him having that much of an influence in the game, which is wh- yeah. what I want from a referee. Um, less Eastern European, more Balkan sort of direction. Right, right. Yeah. and what's their sort of ah, traits know, and characteristics? You know, to be honest, I was kind of questioning at one point, what the fuck do Lithuanians know about football? And then I remembered we've played a Lithuanian They put team us out of Europe and, the yeah. last time we were in Europe? No, no. The season before that? high covid season they put us out uh, um but like he wasn't willing to let things breathe or go or or shit like that he was calling up for the most unnecessary wee things and then i was watching the fourth official a lot too like he was more concerned about Rory higgins patty mack connor lokri and kevin mccready staying in their technical area or staying uh, millimeters off the bench if they were standing up to rearrange their tracks or bottoms or something i don't know but like he 
he was on top of anybody that moved, but whereas their lads could have fucking walked onto the pitch and it wouldn't have been that well, much of an issue. Like I don't know. Maybe from your your from where you watched from eyes over in uh, block K again. Yeah, um, but that was that was in the first half. In the second half, it was the other way about. He was on top of Demons and he wasn't on top of Rory Higgins and Paddy Mack and, and the boys anymore. He no. was he was complaining about the number of subs that went out to fucking warm up and everything. It's like, what what? What? Does the whole ref the whole refereeing team doesn't be from the same country, does it? Uh-huh. Does it? Yep. Fuck I'd hate to see the game that gets the Irish contingent. Oh I Neil Doyle has has ref the couple. I seen the he uh, ref a, a game in Gibraltar in and the he was last never round, heard think, from again. Uh, and there was three reds and about 20 yellows in the game that sounds about right yeah um, uh, I can't wait to see the game that Arnold Hunter refs in the, the UEFA uh, qualifier European Conference League qualifiers. he'll not uh, he'll no, not be refing uh, any European games I, I can't imagine he would be red refing too many League of Ireland games uh, going further down the line but sure here we are um, but I we only think we have it bad I, I would have taken a, a Neil Doyle performance over that any day that, well, that wasn't great on the penalty. Penalty itself, Conley's yeah. made a good save. He's a, uh, I didn't save. realise he got booked for it. He did, yeah. Uh, which is a bit harsh. Like he, I don't think it was a deliberate handball. Well, it was, yeah. Do you think? Yeah, no, I was... It was um, because my seat was moved this time, I was, like, online with the... You know the seats behind the bench? So I was online with the likes of Sam Todd, so Kieran Harkin, and some of the technical staff. Fucking burning the ears of the... The bench eleven, pretty much, yeah. So the the backup of bench I, eleven. I, look, I was just asking them if they fancied a wee warm up game down the Bay Road or something. Um, I like I was chatting to Jackie after half time, and he was saying I he put his hand out. It was a it was a pen like, um, and to be quite honest, knowing that now, we're very lucky that it wasn't something more sinister than just the yellow. Well, that's what I say. I I felt it was a harsh enough yellow, but um, the lad Axel, uh, bizarrely enough, big tall Finnish lad with blonde hair. Um, there was plenty of those on the pitch. Funny um, that. It's like Hitler's dream. Um, Jesus Christ! And and he he stepped up and he sort of stuttered, and I think Maher was caught out by the stutter, and he slots it past the the goalkeeper and. Yeah, please, please, uh, please, please refrain from, uh, from, from making some sort of connection to Hitler on the podcast, please, Mark. I'd, I'd, I'd really appreciate that. So you saying coops aren't Nazi esque? Very much so. Right. I'm, I'm saying they're very uh, uh Palestina esque. Fuck them. Uh, wouldn't um, even. Big Big <laughs> Axel runs the block. JK and you know it starts raining and you know what the brandy was like sometimes when it rains there's bottles and cans oh I did the, I, the rain it just was um, that mental you know which I remember fair, a time was, during uh, the 90s it would have rained petrol bombs and everything was a bit a bit stupid for people to be throwing stuff onto the pitch but then um, there was stuff thrown on the pitch when we scored as well from, there was yeah from a similar but not the same area yeah, uh, take from that what you will. Um, um, I'd noticed that half time as well. The UEFA delegate with his suit on and his glasses pushed up his face because they were hanging down his nose with his his clipboard and his his pen. Do they, they don't walk around with a clipboard and pen. Oh do they? yeah, 
walk, have they never heard walk of down the steps an ipad oh yeah walk down the steps of the mark farren stand right past me i was kind of putting my shoulder right to see if i could try and stop him or block him because i knew exactly what he was fucking doing walked around the perimeter of the pitch over to the corner flag was inspecting the bottles or cans that were thrown well but but it is alleged that one of our stewards or young lads may have encroached that surface area or the ball boy i think it was actually a ball boy and crushed said bottle or can or so it could be so it could be for yeah. fingerprints so it's so hanging it, offense that it, has uh, a bottle on the pitch it couldn't be you know distinguished that it was that bottle that came on the pitch well the referee made a, a point of not moving out of the area until the ball boy came on and lifted the yeah, objects which off which is the pitch. fucking strange like it's meant to be a steward um, comes on and do, does that so why is he calling I the ball boy I over I don't know. but we go into half time really the, the atmosphere in the brand was actually amazing and then it was and then just and then it, 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 it yeah. was soul crushing because it was so close to half time yeah. and you're thinking nah you know, it's been a good run in Europe this year. We've got four games out of happy days, but um, Paul McMullen is uh, the hero. He, that he had he had other ideas. That yeah. comes off the bench. Um, As the second half starts, but I felt I felt when we came back out, w- even before McMullen was introduced, we were a lot more we uh, a lot more attack minded. It was a bit like right, we know what they're about after those forty five minutes. We're also behind and we're at home. We've got the crowd behind us. Yeah, just fucking go out and and, and play attacking football. Now again, what I was saying about that front six, like the second half, in fact, throughout the entirety of the game, any time they went forward, I I couldn't help but feel, fuck, this is this is promising for them. This is dangerous, but we dealt with it well. And to be quite perfectly honest, in that first game, they could not finish a fucking a fish supper. Who Demons or us? Aye, they they they, they couldn't we, do it. We had chances as well. Like we, we had loads uh, of chances. I and we probably should have won about four or five ahead. Boys had uh, the, had the honest, bar you know, twice early yeah. early on as well. Um, but I uh, great header hits the top of the bar. Um, was it a thundering shot came off the bar? Maybe I can't remember. Can't fully remember it now. I just uh, we need the, to watch the, the one looping again, yeah. down is the one that I. Aye, the one that slipped from the back post and it's uh, it's slipping across, yeah, and it somehow get a corner out of it. I don't know. I think um, I we, we we're looking like the better team. Yeah, which probably wasn't expected, particularly after the first half. No, um, I was we were in fact fairly despondent at half time. I was like, I, I think this is it. Uh, are a strong outfit, and they'll they'll see how the second half will just defend it, but. No, they really didn't, and we came out all guns blazing, and like we were creating chances and doing nothing really with it. Um, and Rory seen that and and made the change or made the changes. Um, Brandon Kavanagh, who was on a yellow, had to come off because like there were tackles he couldn't make for fear that the very very I European ref would have seen it as a foul and, <laughs> and booked him again. I think tactically, it's particularly in the second half, you could see that Rory Higgins just got spot on. He did, yeah. And then with McMullen coming off the bench, the timing of that seemed to be just the right time because we were getting a bit more attacking, as we said, at the start of the second half. Mm-hmm. And it, you could see them kind of, I don't know if they were trying to just you know take the 1-0 with them. Yeah. They kind of stepping back a wee bit. I don't know if they were a bit intimidated by the fact that we come out and attack them. Possibly. Uh, a bit um, more aggressively, like. 
Yeah, possibly, possibly to do with the atmosphere as well. Like as you say, the atmosphere was was very fucking good. Like it's and and did 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 skip ahead a wee a wee jot before just, just before you do. There was one really good um, piece from us, which I think kind of defined the tie. Then uh, uh, they had a. Th- an effort from from the front post that was just heading directly into our top corner. Mm. Brian Maher, what his hand comes out of nowhere, yeah, what and save. picks it out of the top corner, and that's at one nil. So if they went two nil up, you're, you're probably thinking damage limitation for us. Yeah, and I heard a lot of people complaining yesterday about um, him coming for that cross that that led to their first, uh, and how he was at <coughs> fault and stuff, and he, he hasn't been great this season. Um, Bollocks. He's the best goalkeeper in the league. He's the best goalkeeper in the country by a fucking mile. Um, uh, uh, he, he's unbelievable and that save just sort of sums him up and then... Best pass of the ball I've ever seen. I think... Po- uh, possibly <laughs> possibly the best goalkeeper we've had uh, in our, our League of Ireland days but I couldn't possibly compare him because... David Ford's in there all. and, and Jared Doherty and... Uh, uh, great goalkeepers but like the sheer athleticism of, of I, Brian no, Maher, I, I, I I like the way Brian Maher plays, particularly because he's a, a bit of a sweeper as well. So. I like Jared and David Ford, phenomenal shot stoppers, great shot stoppers. But when it came to like catching for Ford from corners, non-existent, uh, and releasing for Jared was on the slow scale or the slow end of things. Aye, well. I mean, we're we're not here to pick our our grades. No, a hundred percent. Like, but what I'm saying is, Brian Maher is just perfectly, like, all rounded, brilliant. Like I he, think he so. has all those aspects to his game. I think so, but um, so why the motors can just shut send the fuck us a postcard up. if you agree or disagree. Yes, um, absolutely, absolutely. So just send it to the rock and chair, and we'll probably pick it up at some stage. I'd, I'll um, I'll read it at some point. Yeah, possibly out on the show. Who knows? Paul McMullen Paul comes McMullen off the comes bench. On. 61 minutes gone, they make a double sub 7 minutes after that, and 1 minute after they make a sub, we'll patch him. Um, the, the, the goal is made, like, Will Patchen scoring a header seems a bit bizarre, it but the goal is made by McMullen down that right-hand side, he just terrorised them, oh, absolutely terrorised them. What a man. He come off the bench and turned the game on its head and shoulders. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I see what you did on there. Uh, there was no dandruff about uh, our game. It was a uh, the joke that you were slacking him about having no neck. How yeah, yeah. Um, there, there was no dandruff was about, our, about our game, like, but he was he was head and shoulders above the rest. Yes, Mark, very well done. Um, his ball and uh, it, it had enough power and everything on it for. Patron just to stick the the head on it and it's going in. Regardless. It was it was perfectly placed for anybody to score that. Like Brian Maher could have scored that header. You know what I mean? It was I like would it was have had to put a wee bit <laughs> of uh, pace on it, like you know. <laughs> he, uh, but Will Patchen was just in that perfect area. Ah. peeled off the defender, knew what he was doing, knew where the ball was coming, put his head in, one each, and, and there. Their players were shell shocked. I think oh, they were, yeah. from the introduction of McMullen, they were shell shocked at how easy he was getting at them, how aggressive he was in attacking. He was chasing yeah. down every lost cause. He was like a man possessed. Come yeah. off that bench, like I said, um, they're two 
on the left, your man Urho. The boy with the mullet. Yes, I. There was about twelve with mullets. Mark to be honest. Um, what, what is that? The worst hairstyle ever. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mullet. Send us that in your postcards along with the best goalkeeper. <laughs> worst hairstyle ever. I think the mullet. I just don't get it myself. But Urho Nasila. And as it turns out, his last game for the I club. don't even know if you said a player's name or some sort of exotic dish that you can order on the rock and chair bar menu there. Possibly. Um, it comes with a side of skinny fries. But Urho Nasila, the left-sided midfielder wearing the number 10. Um, oh, the lad that left half, yeah, uh, halfway I, through the tie. It was it was his, his last appearance for the club. And Yasse Tuminen, the number nine on the left-hand side as well. Like, any time Ronan Boyce would get on the ball, they didn't want to know. And when Paul McMullen get on the ball, they had a fucking mission. Like, they were running back into the middle of the pitch, uh. away from it, leaving the left-back exposed completely. And it would have had to pull out a centre-half, which is a great game plan. It worked out perfectly for us that them two are fucking shite the beds. But um, it left Boyce and McMullen with that sort of overlap or you know they had the, the space to play into or the, they had the time to, to cross the ball in or whatever and as it worked it turns out it worked out perfectly because the centre has come out uh, to McMullen and it's left Patchen sitting free with, with uh, only one in the, in the middle there Patchen was like it would remind you of a bit like Keir Martin's performance against Gretna where the, yeah. the, the defenders were that bullered about you know marking up on the wings and and looking after the center forward mm. that he just got this extra bit of space to wander about into but that's the kind of game that he plays and then he's got fats playing that sort of quarterback role and behind him he's pinging balls left and right and when you've got duffy on one side and, and mcmullen and this the way that yeah. he's playing on the other side uh, of course you're going to be worried about those two because you know patrick mcgillany's going to find find them no bother yeah uh, and they're running on it so he, he did get that wee bit more sort of an allowance but i, I found that dummigan even was playing really really high up yeah. uh, in the second half like he was getting right up and at the players F- fats could at their defenders patrick mcgillary could trap a ball a ping pong ball on the head of a pin oh. he could turn on a sixpence he is frightening like and especially in Europe, it it just it, I don't know. I think you said it earlier on in, in um, this season that he, he he turns it on for Europe. Something fast. massive, like yeah, he, uh, he's just, he, it's almost like he's a player designed to play in Europe, which yeah. was we we come to the the second leg then. But yeah, uh, he also did go down injured in this game as well, uh, and did need a bit of medical assistance. Um, I think he was actually instructed by Rory Higgins to then sit down and just uh, take the substitution. I think, um, um, which is fair enough. As soon as Patchen scores, Higgins kind of signalled his intent. Oh yeah, by bringing on Big Keane Cavanagh. He did. And I thought it strange that he was bringing on a straight swap, taking Jamie off and not putting maybe two up top, four four fucking two, etc. Um, and really going for it, but as it turns out, I know nothing. Ray Higgins knows everything. No, because you're playing uh, that four three three. Then genius. you've got Duffy's right up and, and McMullen's right up, and even Ben Doherty and and Boyce are playing quite high. Yeah, and you've got you know you've almost got your your three along the back with Dummigan sitting in there, so y- you don't need a two up there. I think 
that's just probably a bit of old-fashioned thinking from mm. the English game. Um, although we did kind of play uh, in, in stages a bit of like a, an English sort of physical um, using oh, the key and they trap yeah. the ball. But uh, it, it worked. Mm-hmm. And XL Gavina saved up all his goals for Europe. He did. He did. I just want to point out as well that they brought on a sub called Jake Jervis. Aye, English journeyman. I think we talked yeah. about him when we were previewing the game. We we I we sort of skipped over it. I ran through the yeah. three hundred clubs in England and wherever else that, yeah. that he played for. Uh also not to be confused with a character from Still Game who is called Jack Jarvis. Uh, uh who's probably he, a better footballer. Most likely, because he he he's probably only had one club as well. And we can say that now. Um yeah, Will Patson scores the equaliser. Keen Cavan comes on. Jamie goes off. They made a sub. And five Brought minutes on after the, that, uh, the Brazilian lads. They up. did, and that's and, and when I was like, "Oh fuck, here we go." And we should say they were without a few defenders, but I never heard of that before the game. It was only after the game. Uh, that well, I heard yeah, I heard whispers of it beforehand. They they um, issues with getting players' visas. I think they were um, African. Um, originated players were from the continent of, of Africa and uh, they had a bit of difficulty getting visas to, to travel to Ireland for whatever reason. I'd, I assume because they were travelling to the north it was uh, some Brexit sort of Brexit deal yeah, or either that or uh, your woman was waiting for them at the border. Um, What's her name? Oh, I can't, can't remember. Yeah. Pretty Patel? Yeah, it's her. She's did, probably did, trying to send them, them to Rwanda for fuck's sake. To... Uh, to to fucking Rwanda to get to Northern Ireland. Yeah. Um, I so I mean, without those three, obviously they're no better well, or no worse because they can see the last goals. As far as I'm aware, one of them was a centre half and a starting centre half, and the fella that came in to cover him, um, all three of them was his first start of the season. All, all, all three of them played defence in the second leg. Oh, did they? So yeah. it was three defenders. Then fair enough. Yeah. And all three of them weren't very good. Um, well, this is true. Key Kavanagh. I, I, the Coops manager, in between the two ties, said yeah. a few things that made you kind of double take on him and wonder, you know, how much preparation has he done? So, he, as it turns out, they actually know fuck all about um, League of Ireland football and my guess is they were just using managerial sound bites. No, well, maybe it's words, lost know. in translation as well, but he, he was talking about how it's a much more direct game and stuff like that, which, if you're watching UCD against Cork, maybe. Yeah. If you're when, watching Derry City really Rovers, it might be a wee bit different. Yeah, but very fucking different, because there's no directness in it whatsoever. I, I think anyone, any manager, any opposition analysis that has watched us this season... Mm-hmm. at any time during the season would know when we have a, a throw in down on the left hand corner yeah Duffy's not taking it so it's not quick no. throw in then he's going to run on the the byline and the ball's yeah. going to get thrown over the defender's head to him mm-hmm. how many times have we done that this season now this Quite time a few. just happens to be perfection because the ball's thrown over Duffy just helps it along the box and mm. Big Cavan is the right place to, to stick the ball in the net. Right place, right time under a bit of pressure from the defender but still puts the, ah, the ball in the back. big and muscly and they're sort of shite. Um, this is the, what I was skipping forward to, right? 
that noise. Ooh. Now, I've been going to the Brandywell 20 years now this season. 20 years, and I've never heard a noise like that. The time we beat Shelburne in the, the League Cup, no. The time we posed in the League Cup an extra time, no. The time we fucking beat Harps in the, the playoff final, no. Great, aye. But that noise that came out of the Southend Park stand, the Mark Farren stand. Once you hear it again on the video, it's like, uh, Jesus Christ. I mean, I think uh, uh, it's probably why we can't remember that much of the game is because we've spent the past week watching that yeah, what, pretty much. 10 second video that Keenan McGinley. Aye, uh, fair play to Keenan. Like he's, he's done some amazing work for us this season. I, I, uh, I enjoy I those wee uh, sort of sn- candy snack. snapshots. I think it's candy called Candy Shack. Snack. Candy Shack snack? or Candy Snack. I, th- I think it's Snack, but. We'll have to get him to put that on his postcard. I'm my worst haircut and best goalkeeper there we go yeah um, um king uh, unbelievable noise and i i think it's where it comes from is going one nil down mm-hmm. and then the impact that the subs had yeah and then getting two goals which are relatively close together to put yeah. us in the lead in the tie i think all that culminated in that sort of outburst of joy yeah so i know what we've been saying about their manager but He's obviously done a wee bit of work on Mickey Duffy. Two and, men on him. And Fats, because throughout the entirety... The, the Pharaohs game. Possibly, but through the entirety of the game, and I know the Pharaohs done it, or the Torshavn done it as well, um, they put two men on, on Mickey Duffy at every turn. Same goes for Patrick Magalini. They had two men on him. And they still managed to play some amazing, beautiful football. The fact that Mickey Duffy had the, the space... And, you know, he beat the defender to the ball. They put that ball in for, for Keane Cabinet to, to knock it on. A screamer from two yards out. But the fact that he could still do that is a testament to how good of a footballer he genuinely is and how massively underrated he is. And I dare say if he was five, ten years younger, he'd be back over the water. Ah, well, that's it. And I think uh, as the game wears on towards the end, was there 10 minutes left after we score? You kind of... I don't know if it's just me, because this is the way I think, but then as the game gets towards the end, I'm like, we should have another goal in this game. Like, we should we should we, we be did have the opportunities, up, yeah. And and then you're you're worried going into the next one. Yeah, like, there was there was a... St- just before we scored. You're absolutely buzzing yeah. that we're 1-2-1 and in Europe, and... You know, this is going to be our second, uh, like our back-to-back wins in Europe. Yeah. And you're like, oh fuck, what? You know, what if this comes comes back to haunt us? Then every chance that goes yeah. begging, you're a bit like, you know, is that well, the one that we're going to remember? Th- those those thoughts did cross my mind on on uh, Thursday night just past, but uh, Patrick McElhenney just before we scored had a shot on target that the keeper just about held on to. I noticed that he wasn't too comfortable on holding on to the ball. Ben already had a shot early on in the game as well. Um, and I think Kevin Deary was... I know Kevin Deary was co-commentating on it. Um, and he literally said the word down the mic, shoot. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> it would have been an amazing goal, but see if we had... If Jamie had a fall that on, there's one goal. You know what I mean? If Fats had scored that, there's two. Aye, the, the tie could have been over in the brand well. It could have been. So it, it's not as if it was. It was a fantastic performance from us, probably our best this season. But it's not. 
The second half performance is the best performance I think we've produced since the FAI Cup final. Yes. And a lot of people have said and that. The FAI Cup final, you know, with the greatest respect, I, was. We weren't even playing at our best. No, we we didn't look like we were up the gears. Yeah. That looked the, like we were unbelievable. Like we would blow any yeah. League of Ireland team out of the water. 100%. Like but if, if we were up the gears, like if we had gone a gear further, like I, I still don't think we were playing at our best. That, uh, that game on and that's, Thursday. Yeah, that's the fucking Thursday. that's the crazy thing. Like, well, you know what I mean. Like, uh, if those opportunities go on, they book us under the fucking the uh, the group stages. Uh, book book us in the Athens in May, May seventeenth. It might be uh, where the Europa Conference League final is. Yes, um, absolutely. Well, there's probably some mad cunt out there's already booked a room just in case. Is it you? No, no. <laughs> Jesus, um, I'll wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> wouldn't, oh, I true enough. Actually, um, I don't think I'll see too many finals this year myself either. So we go, we go between between the two legs and uh, uh, and all the media and all that goes along with that. Um, Again, just that one soundbite that really sticks in my mind is their manager saying about our direct approach to the game, and uh, again. I don't think we played it all that direct until the second half of the first leg. Uh, but I, I, sometimes when you talk on a podcast, you forget what you've said the week before. Did we mention last week that uh, is talking about you know how important it was just to get some sort of result to take home? I feel like because he he mentioned that quite a lot like yeah. the the game uh, at the Brandywell. Uh, well, as it turn turns out, they didn't actually play their best until they get home um which is fair enough i but we matched it out there which is you know Aye. i think it, it's not really a done thing for for league of ireland clubs they they play well away from europe or away from home in europe Aye. well what we should say as well going under the brandywell that thursday night uh we've seen that the the kazakhstan team had won away from home Three goals I to one. D- yeah, their 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 game was I think forty five minutes earlier, uh, maybe than ours. And seeing at half time that Basel had or Bal to give them their their Swiss. Um, uh, well, we don't need to pronounce it because correct we won't name. Be playing well, them. this is true. But they had got they were three one down and they had two men sent off and they were two key players. Uh, so I was kind of like, also not getting ahead of myself and thinking these can't turn it around. But it was kind of like this Kazakh team have one foot. In here, well, whenever and Basel are a wee bit fucked. Whenever our game ended and their game was already over, I had a look at flights to Kazakhstan. Right, okay, thousand pounds. I, I, I would um, imagine they they wouldn't go um, too too cheap. So, in in the in, in Finland itself, they they tried the old uh, European home advantage trick did you see that the fireworks at the team hotel oh right yes before. yeah now we've been guilty of, of particular well. particular in some activities like that ourselves in the past so we can't complain too much when other teams are doing it to us as well yeah um apologies to everyone else staying in the local hotels that were <laughs> targeted Aff- affected by uh, uh, certain people's uh, actions and hopefully it'll happen to the Kazakhs I'm, I'm not you know 
I'm not say, trying to organise it personally. Yeah. Just saying if you find out where they're staying. Just as a side note as well, before we, we delve into the second leg and if we have to go through our predictions and stuff as well. Um, do you know how far Basel got in last year's UEFA Europa Conference League? Now, I was in told the conference league? Like, yeah. Did I, they I was start told in the conference league? I'm not sure, but I was told this last night and I was kind of like, I think they were, were they not one and of the... And then I looked it up and was like, fuck. Were they not one of the semi-finalists? Yeah. Uh, they were beat by Fiorentina. Who went on to the final and then lost the West Ham. Yeah, and Scum. I think... Did they lose in penalties? No, they lost the tie uh, 4-3 on aggregate. Um, and Fiorentina are no mugs. No, they're, that, like. they're not. But to go to the semi-finals the season previous and then get put out in the second qualifying round by a team from Kazakhstan, there's something that's seriously not right there. Like, Well, I don't know what their squad looked like last year compared to this year. I don't know if there was major... No, there we, we couldn't really tell if there was major moving and shaking, but um, I, I just find it bizarre that they, they went to that stage last year and in a couple of months they, they've gone out of the competition before it's even started. Well... Fuck them. I wouldn't even. But anyway, we've uh, we had a lot of predictions for we the, did. I the game last Thursday. Predictions because I forgot to put. You have to apologize. The home leg up. You have to apologize to Adrian Kerr right now. No, Adrian sent us in the prediction. Oh, I would just still need to apologize to him. Uh, what for? For forgetting the predictions, Mark. I Co- forgot the. No, you, you don't I forget about predictions. Prediction. I haven't forgot it yet because I can still read his out now. But you go ahead. You've got some Instagram ones, in I? I do have some Instagram ones, um, quite a few of them to be fair. It was kind of challenging because I did ask you before the uh, the game whether we had a game in between because it's just been a, a whirlwind um, 14 days, shall we mm-hmm. say, of a lot of games and, and we don't actually know, or I don't actually know who's playing and when. So I put this up. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, where are we? Yeah, I put this up early enough on the day itself. Quite a few. Uh, Matt McCallion, 2-1 City uh, with McGonagall and Patch in the bag. Um, close. Got the score right? Very close, Patchen. yeah. Patchen, yeah, but no McGonagall. Uh, Donzo 88, that is Keith, not Gary. One week we are going to get Gary on. Uh, we're convinced of it. He was there again uh, last Taking Thursday. Taking advantage of hospitality. Yeah. Oh, of course. Uh, 1-1, Patchen. Which uh, Patchen is the the man on on form then according to the general consensus heading into this game. Yeah, uh, Jeremy Q gets it right, but no scores. Two one. Uh, Owen Calhoun one nil Duffy. Diggy Gillespie one nil Derry Duffy. Um, oh, I'm getting a phone call. Uh, Keith McCallion two uh, one Patchen Duffy. Naomi for them. He's no, has he's, he put this on after the game? No, he's he's not funny. He's he's only twenty eight, um, but he didn't get it right. Oh, because Cam- I'm thinking. Uh, uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, Shane McCarney one one McMullen, uh, Warren Harley nil nil. Um, oh, Mark Caverky two one Derry City. Michael Duffy, William Patchen, Yasa Toymanen for cups. Who scored for them? Uh, Axel. Axel. And Kavanagh scored for us, not Duffy. 
Uh, Ryan Coley, 7. 2 0 Duffy and McGonigal. McGonigal, because he spelled like Donegal. Um, McGonigal, he, he can't keep missing sitters forever. And as it turns out, he did. Uh, Gillespie Marty, uh, 1 0 Fats. Uh, Ronan McGinley, 1 1. Patchen and a Conley on goal. Well, I mean, you know. Uh, Derry City Stickers, 2 0 Jamie and Fats. And Aiden Burns gets a score right again, but. No, no scorers, 2-1. Did I say stickers Derry. never got back to us about... Um, a wee collaboration, I'm disappointed with that. No collaboration, just giving us free stickers, because let's be honest... It's called a collaboration, Mark, alright? We can't afford to pay you. Um, <laughs> I, no predictions from me on Facebook, because I just got... I think it was Thursday, you're working, you're trying to get to the game, there's a bit of, bit of buzz about the place. I, I didn't even like go to like a, a pub or anything beforehand, it was yeah. just literally like... In the Brandywell and, and, and buzzing for European football. Well, but that completely left me head that I, I should yeah. put up predictions. That and, you know, I love outside the city. Like, so, it, you know, I'd, Aye, I'd be highly surprised if you're going for a point or for a pint. That's under uh, witness protection, so that's not shit about it. Um, right, then, fair enough. So, Adrian Kerr give us one, um, and he wasn't a million miles off. Uh, so Derry City versus Coops match prediction. <clears throat> I've been reading on the net this week Wikipedia quite the service, and I'm worried about the impact of the bold Jake Jervis. <laughs> He's their striker, 31, a journeyman indeed. If the Finns will score a goal, I think to him we will concede. But with Fats and Flames in midfield, and McMullen on the wing. And Duffy pumped by Block K, who are sure to clap and sing. I see us getting goals, you know, three before full time. McJanet from a corner and Jamie from in behind. The final goal from Doherty, the horny little bastard. <laughs> then Rory does three fist pumps, the crowd will go get plastered. They'll reminisce and their love. They'll reminisce and love their goals and count them one, two, three. Before packing up and driving off to get bored at UCD, um, he, I think he he's mixed up when the UCD game was. But yeah, he's not the only person they mix up when the I, UCD game. Yes, because it it very confusing. I mixed it up myself, thinking we're away to UCD this Sunday, and then I very quickly realised no, it's a following Sunday, and now it's not at all. And then the fixture schedulers mixed it up and told us we were playing the day after we played Champ Rovers which which would have been fairly unfair and then they've changed it again so he went 3-1 I don't I, I'm not 100% certain they have changed it again but I know that the, I think the they club have, have. Uh, a 3-1 to Derry goals from Jake the journeyman Jervis and then McJanet Jamie and Duffy for Derry um, not, not a million miles away uh, they could have been uh a Jamie goal, it could have been a McJanet goal. Um, yeah, people had chances. Yeah, they did. Yeah, um, beautiful. Uh, yet again, Adrian. Uh, we we really appreciate Adrian's poetry corner here on Skint Hill. I think, and there is going to be a week at some point in the future where Mark doesn't fall over. What did he say? It was like the last line. Yeah, you were so close. Um, so close. We'll I give you. A, we'll give you a B for effort, Mark. People probably just fast forward. What? shite word chatting to get to the predictions just to yeah, get the yeah that's 
that's fair to, to be honest uh, so I'll, I'll give you the teams for the second leg yeah we'll let, let's move on to the second leg through it's what was a very very different game I, I've, I've still got anxiety from this game and my heart is still pounding uh, even though we are through to the next round uh, spoiler alert uh, and it, yeah that, that's just some teams please Mark so teams are as follows um, same back line so Brian Maher and Nets uh, Ronan Boyce on the right uh, McJanet and Conley in the centre Ben Doherty on the left uh, same midfield with Dummigan Patrick McElhinney and Will Patchen McMullen after his uh, brilliance in the first leg he gets a start on the right hand side Duffy on the left and Keane Cavan after scoring the winner the week before he gets a start up front yeah. um, notable omission from the squad entirely Jamie McGonagall and we had named nine subs whereas the week before i believe we named 10 subs so i don't know what the crack is there no um injury or see this is this is big derrick city again we don't know if he's gone we don't know if he's injured and there's been no communication they say he picked up a knock in in training or he's being signed by Kerala Straight. Blasters in, in the Indian Premier League. Saudi, you could go Saudi. Oh, Big money signing. Well, I d- no, I don't, I, d- like, I, I don't think he's been strongly linked to anyone recently. He was no. for a wee while there and then it all died down. Yeah, but very quickly died down. Maybe he's just injured, but it's hard to tell if he's not in the squad, not on the bench. Uh, did he travel? I don't no, even know. He didn't. He didn't um, travel at all. He, he Maybe he's got some sort of stuff going on. I don't know. Is he having a win? Is he get married? Is he honestly know? again? Couldn't tell you. It could be something fairly innocuous, or it could be something like a transfer. Couldn't tell you. Well, there's your team, um, and the team similar to the team that finished last week. So the, the two changes is the, the two lads that stood out in, in the game last week. So McMullen for mm. Brandon Kavanagh yeah. and uh, Keane Kavanagh for... For Jamie. For Jamie. Um, I think Brandon Kavanagh has to be cursing his luck because he seemed to get, with Ryan Graydon going, he seemed to get a wee bit of time on that right wing. Yeah. And I, I think naturally he's probably like a number 10. Uh, and then McMullen... Puts on a performance like that, you know. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry, Mark. I'm. J- agree with what you're saying, but I'm just checking their backline here, and it was three straight swaps. Oh, right, so you didn't believe me? So you no, I, d- I, d- I did believe you. I, d- I just wasn't. You think I? I wasn't sure if they they'd started the game as you know the the as starting backline or whether they they brought these lads on or whatever. But I d- I don't understand that. They defended fairly okay in the Brandywell. All right, they conceded two goals, but no, they give up so many opportunities to us. We last week or or last night? Uh, the week before. I mean, last night was even worse. But the week before, we had uh, twelve shots at them, and of uh, eight of which were on target. Yeah. Um, most of them were in the second half, if I remember rightly. Yes, but they um, also conceded three goals last night and conceded only two the week previous. Plus the fact that them defenders would have then worked out, right, so these lads are dangerous here, these lads are dangerous there, and poss- possibly, probably would have prepared for that. 
Well, whereas these lads are coming <laughs> in completely fresh to a, you, you a think that played before we get um, the opening stages, the like first sixty seconds, Coops are the team that start like a house on fire, two corners within like the space of the first minute, um, and you're thinking, oh fuck, we've you know we've awoken them by beating them at the Brandywell and, and, and letting them still be in the tie. Yeah. Um, they have a bit of a, a vocal backing at home, seem to be a half-decent crowd there. I don't know what their stadium holds. Um, uh, it didn't hold, by the looks of things, too many. No, it wasn't, wasn't like... didn't seem like Brandywell levels and noise or anything like that either. No. It was, they the, had a wee bit of a section yeah. singing songs. At they, they had the one section and maybe a bit of clapping here and there, but N- No nothing, doubt they yeah. were still singing in Finnish as well, so I wouldn't have a clue what they were saying. Um, apart from that Gary Middleton you're a wanker they were singing which I find bizarre it's um, strange that and you can shove your Belfast Telegraph up your hole <laughs> um, from the finish yeah it, uh, it, it sounds beautiful in, in, in finish to be fair Fats uh, uh, Padre McElhinney picked up a book in within the first 10 minutes he did he yeah he got booked early in the first league as well did he get booked early no, in the first did, league no he didn't get booked in he the, didn't get the first, booked first league at all um, he got book- we did pick up an early book and it was Brandon Kavna, um ah, picked up right, a book in right, right. uh, 14 minutes in and Fats picks up the book in 9 minutes in this time round and it was a bit of frustration because it was a I, I think maybe a, a bit of an indication that we were maybe a wee bit nervous at the start and oh, a ball huh. came and it sort of travelled under his feet and yeah, it, it goes to their man and he just pulls him back and Let, let's just say w- it wasn't the, the blustering 60 second start uh, that oh, that's what I've just said it was that got it that yeah. time um, but on the you're talking about how they might have identified threats from the first league on w- within the first 15 minutes uh the ball's played out wide to McMullen. Yeah. He's got acres of space to again, run under. Again, which, which is absolutely insane. Like, they had a couple of opportunities before that. They had a free kick. Uh, didn't trouble Maher. He just seen it past waved the it away, but he does that thing where he it's really it, yeah. close and he waves it away. And I think it's... Uh, it hit the ball behind the net that they put out on one of the uh, goals. Uh, so it wasn't a million miles off. But I think it's it to get the, the sort of mental age over the player. I've said yeah. that last time, I think, but how you get a picture hurt in your throat sometimes. But just saying that, Erho Nielsen or whatever his name is, he's their set piece taker. So the lad that left, the lad that left, I he's the one that that pinged a. a it would have been a f- phenomenal goal had it gone in, um, in the Brandywell from twenty five yards out. He pinged one just over the bar, uh, just over the bar. Uh, well, he, I mean, he's peaked. In his career now, he's played in front of a packed Brandywell and heard that noise, mm. and he was on the losing team. So yeah. th- there's no more he can achieve in football, really, so he, he's moved on. Oh, usually it's the other way about, too. Um, um, <sighs> that, that <laughs> God knows where he is, too. I think he was just released at the end of his contract. No, I think uh, he was on a short-term day because he was re- returning from injury or something. He's only uh, signed for four team. months. B- bizarre. like uh, it's a, Yeah, it's a strange... Kenny thing. Shields era... Signings, yeah, very um, six month deal sort of thing. Uh, aye, Joe Hodge no. comes to mind. One of the players is an agent or something. Um, <laughs> you've got uh, McMullen running at their sort of back line, but he's he's running into acres and acres of space. But, but like surely ball. from the week previous, the exact same fucking thing. Uh, the danger man, like two left sided pinpointing him. Yeah, two two left sided attackers or two le- left sided players, other than the left back, don't want it all. They, uh, they're nowhere. They're they're concentrating on on tracking Patrick McElhinney or or Fats and they've just left Paul McMullen with 
all the space he wants. Uh, I think it's a bit of, maybe a bit of cowardice, you know. They don't want to put their neck on the line to try and stop Paul McMullen. Um, and his ball, <sighs> his ball finds Kevin at the back foot. And, and there was a bit of pressure on him as he puts the ball in. Yeah. And he still picks out uh, an unbelievable a ball. fantastic ball to, to, to Keane Kavanagh yet again at the back post. XL Kavanagh kind of bends down to head it in. All he would do, he's about 12 it was foot a bit of like a almost like a diving header, but again, saves up all his goals and cashes in in Europe. Yeah, so I was in the rocking chair um, watching the game and playing after it, and the fucking noise that came out of that back lounge was fierce. When, they, went, when Kane came, when, when the ball hit the back of the net, when we went one all up, the noise was absolutely fierce. The commentary was behind by about thirty seconds, probably because I anticipated the commentary to be behind by or be ahead by thirty seconds. I didn't adapt it or anything. I didn't pause the stream. I probably should have went upstairs and paused the stream for thirty seconds. But if I had it on that, I dare say I would have been killed. No, which commentary did? Oh, you so what happened was drive. I, no, I put I put on uh, radio foil. Was Foyle covering it, but they weren't Foyle out were there. Foyle yeah. No, they, they, they were no Eric White over there. I thought there was. No, they must have covered it from a studio or something. Possibly. Oh, well, Eileen Coyle was there, so I would have been a studio, wouldn't it? Uh, so the only English commentary, I believe, I know he over there, was um, Michael Kitty and Dermot Liddy for Drive 105. And oh, their yeah. commentary is actually quite... Not funny, like, it, it's humorous in the sense that they're going fucking mental. Yeah. Because they're two fans. Yeah. And then, I think it was Michael Keeley at one stage says, <laughs> they're lo- they're looking at us or they're telling us to be quiet, but we don't care. <laughs> 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 and they're going fucking nuts celebrating the goal. Fantastic. Um, w- which was good to hear. But uh, Kevin has scored. He runs over. And it's the first sort of glimpse of the city away end yeah. that we get. Surprising um, amount of Derry City fans there. More than probably what, we expected beforehand because yeah. it's such a bollock to get to. Bollock to get to, and the fact that there was no club charter this time around. Uh, the either. charter was sacked, but then yeah. they, they still chartered their own way out. So they didn't sell seats on the charter. Maybe they downgraded to a smaller plane. It was it? a smaller plane, yeah. Maybe that's um, why Jamie got sacked. Well, no, because they still brought uh, a team of directors. Well, they had to bring a team of directors. They brought, a, they brought a good few people over, and there probably was seats there for Jamie, but... <laughs> I dare say with him being a starting first-teamer, I don't think he would have just been like, oh, aye, Jamie, there isn't enough room uh, for you, so uh, Jamie, hop in the luggage hold here. Uh, you, uh, big Keane scored last week, Jamie, so we're just going to stroke your name off this list for the <laughs> the plane down. Um, we, we go one nil up anyway, and it kind of, it, they stir again, but they, they look threatening to begin with. They stir again, and your favourite player, Yasa Tuminen. Yeah. He, um... The, uh, the lead lasted a beautiful, glorious nine minutes. It's a corner. Yeah. It comes in, per Brian Maher, turn off your uh, your podcast now, come back in five minutes after we've slaughtered you. Um, oh, there'll be no He comes out, he comes oh, out no, for no, the... I, I won't stand for it. No. No, no, he no, co- no, no. He, he comes out for the corner doesn't really get anything on it uh, it's a he flapped it comedy of errors because he it. the the finish that 
as you were saying, turns the, his the head, pure uh, fucking, turns his back to it. Yeah, the pure brass neck of him. They celebrate that goal, and I didn't realize it because it was just that fucking disappointed. Yes, comes off the wee, like uh, the wee rustly rat tail bits of his mullet, <laughs> and goes under the back of the net. He knew fuck all about it. The rattiest goal there could be, and he celebrated as though, "Wow, well, I've just fucking done something." No, you yeah, didn't. You turned your back the on the ball here, and you were lucky enough that it clipped off you and went in. Um, and then anybody else would be embarrassed they, they celebrated but there he was wearing that badge with pride you wanted to get the ball back and go and try and get a, an actual equaliser in the tie because they're yeah. still um, they're still behind at this stage because they've only made it 1-1 on the night now half an hour on the clock yeah the most worrying thing happened I thought I thought that's it we're, at that we're point, done for yeah at that point it started to go for me it started to go downhill uh, I didn't uh, well, it, it, I suppose it started to go downhill after the goal, or the goal itself. But um, I Fats took a knock. Was it before the goal he took a knock? This is what I, I didn't notice what had happened. So I'm watching on my phone. The commentary's in Finnish. Yeah. You know? I struggle with English. Never mind Finnish. Um, and you struggle with Finnish on a Wednesday night too. I see Fats going there. off. Yeah. But I didn't even see if he went down injured. No, he did, yeah. So he he went down injured. What do you reckon? A knock or? I reckon it's either his calf or Achilles again. It just tweaked or he's he's pulled it or I don't know. There was a challenge there, but it wasn't a challenge that like you you would get a serious injury out of. It was more just. So the, they're usually the worst ones. Yeah, and I was trying to work it out, and hopefully we hear something uh, soon as to what has actually happened. But he's on a booking. He is. If he feels something. Yeah. And things, if I play on, it gets worse. Is it wise then to bring him off? Yeah. But you're also like, but, you know, it's one off your best of best players. Yeah. So you, you kind of want them on. So hopefully nothing too serious. But he goes off. Diallo comes on. Uh, nothing against Diallo coming on, but you you're, want uh, Padre Magdalene. Yeah. On the Diallo, um, fantastic player. Great feet, great touches, but he's more defence minded than he is attack minded. I think anyway. Well, no, not last night he wasn't. No, and it, it, it <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Like he fairly fucking shut me up again. Derek said he have a habit of doing that recently, and I'm 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 very okay with it. And I should um, say as well because we will come on to this, but at the end of the first leg, Adam O'Reilly. Come on, he did after yeah. his fucking world's longest uh, suspension, European suspension, yeah. and he was also sp- suspended in the league. Yeah, can't speak. Uh, as Fats goes off, everything's sort of looking a bit iffy, and the the team's trying to figure out themselves again. I think, and and then perfectly, perfectly timed. If you want to score a goal in a game, this is the exact time to do it. And it happened in the first leg. It does. But this time, there's a shot. Is he even on the edge of the box? It's probably slightly in our box. And it takes the one most horrible. At least one, potentially two deflections. Now, we've seen, we've seen the replays. We watched the, the highlights before we came, came on. But um, if the shot goes the direction it's supposed to, Brian Maher's there. He's already sort of, his body's moved that direction. And was it Cameron McJanet got the deflection on it? It's either Hammer or Boyce. I, I, 
honestly, I, I can't remember. We only watched it 45 minutes ago, but we can't remember. Um, takes a deflection, and it's just literally slightly above. I think he might even get a fingertip on it. Slightly above Brian Maher's left hand, and it's in the back of the net. It's a fucking horrible goal to concede. I hate deflected goals. At that stage, Maher's almost... Well, I think he is literally on the ground because yeah. he's gone the other direction and he's, there's no recovering. No, you know he's fully gone the other direction. Yeah, um, like his whole body has moved to where the shot initially would have been, but that deflection just sends it. And there's nothing you can do about them. There's absolutely nothing you can do about them. Sometimes you'll see um, goalkeepers if they haven't moved their their body, if they haven't positioned their body all the way. To where they want it to be, they can pull off a reaction save and great and all, but it's it's a rarity. Like it's just unlucky. Aye, but it's unlucky in the time, and, and then maybe it's just the instinctful nature of being a Derry City fan. You're like, well, that's it. You you're know, a, it you're with Grant for a year now, thinking they'll come out in the second half and and blow us away like they probably should have done on the first leg. Thinking, aye, they probably have learned from that mistake. Well, half time rolls around, and weren't we fucking wrong? We were. Like, the atmosphere downstairs, <coughs> like, um, because we're upstairs in the rocking chair. Downstairs in the in the back lounge, everybody was sort of despondent. Uh, out the back in the beer garden, heads were in hands. It was like, this is it. So I was like, right, fuck this. Get up on the stage and started blasting tunes out and try half to create time. A, yeah, try to create a bit of atmosphere and give people up and going again and it, it kind of did work like people were excited again for the second half it wasn't all doom and gloom it wasn't over it's it's what 2-1 on the night 3 each overall ah, it, it, you, you know you're, what I mean you're, I think at half time you're kind of considering right how how does extra time look for us how you know what what way would we shape up in penalties um, you've lost Not Patrick McLean well. so you're yeah. thinking you know how does that work? Uh, ben Doherty's probably shouting himself in case he has the other penalty. Um, but we come out in the second half and it, it, we were getting at them again. It was like almost a wee bit like the the first leg when we come out after half time and, and we're pushing forward. Um, Dummigan went off and I wasn't sure. Dummigan did go off. If he was um, injured. No, I don't think he was, but it, he was on a yellow from the first leg, wasn't he? And no, he wasn't on a yellow from the first leg. He was on a yellow from the he second. Got leg. A he got a yellow just before right half time. Yeah, uh, that's what it was. And I'm kind of thinking, I fair enough. Um, he's a midfielder that's going to get bogged in on tackles and stuff. You don't want him getting sent off. You don't want to go down to ten men, especially here because the season's not capitalised. Adam O'Reilly comes on, phenomenal again. I thought he had a really good game, um, and and. Diallo, who had come on in the first half, he was superb in the yeah. second half. Well, funny enough, two minutes after Adam O'Reilly comes on, Adam O'Reilly comes on the 53rd minute, Diallo pops up in the 55th. Now, we watch this back. It's a shot at the edge of the box. With his right foot. With his right foot. We think it hits a hand initially. You think it hits a hand? I don't. I was oh, no, sure. Initially, initially we, ah. we both think handball. Second glance, it's like, mm, probably not that we angle from behind the uh, net. It's, it's kind of hard to see, but the ball 
somehow deflects straight back to Sarudiallo, and with his left foot, pings oh. it under more or less an open net because the keeper had already dived. But they, they seem to stop. They did. I, it's a bit I, weird. I think they heard the claims for handball and just went, oh, fuck. And stopped playing altogether. Hmm. Uh, and it worked out in our favour perfectly. Um, I think maybe they were convinced there was a handball. And that's why they've they've stopped. Again, it's worked out in our favour. Diallo's finished. Great finish. Can't help but think if they were plugged in and the keeper wasn't thinking I'm preparing for a penalty here. Maybe, maybe he would have saved it, but he didn't, so doesn't matter. Uh, well, Zeal 1-2, Diallo. Right foot, left foot. Eventually found his way to the net and we're back ahead in the tie um, level on the evening. Yeah. For everybody going mental downstairs, the rocking chair, everybody going mental and all <laughs> for the about bars. 30 we're, seconds. We're buzzing here and then straight away. Straight from the kickoff, straight after the celebration, straight from the kickoff, they score. Per, just generally per not switched on. Yeah, we're not, we're not, we're 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 still in dreamland from scoring that goal, and um, the ball ends up between Conley and McJanet. Um, I can't remember who it was, but their forwards going through. It, he's one on one with Brian. Same Meyer. lad scored the their second goal. Uh, they took the deflection. So, yeah. Uh, um, Savolainen? Savolainen, yeah. Um, you're, you're brushing up on your, your finish mark. I'm a week too late with. Um, <laughs> he gets in. He, he's a decent finish, but he's kind of like unchallenged. Uh, Maher's rushing out towards him. He just slips it under him. Um, and then it's like, oh, here we go again. Yeah. And it's that instinctful nature of a Derry City fan that you th- start thinking the worst um, which you know fair enough but it just mad mad 20 minutes in the second half we're going on the attack again yeah um, I think they pick up a yellow card Jaco Scannon uh, picks up a yellow card he's a uh, midfielder uh, holding midfielder for him. Uh, quite obviously Um Nothing really much. We're pressing. They're sort of absorbing it. And then there's a an opportunity. 68 minutes into the game. Suru Diallo's got the ball at the edge of the box. Mickey Duffy is behind the the right right back yeah, I'm trying uh, to work out what I think side he, he's on he was behind yeah. everyone I don't think there was anyone further behind no the, so he's yeah. at the back so post, he's at essentially the f- the, oh. I, more or less on the corner flag but he's onside perfectly onside sees where he wants to go like it's it's opened up for him defender's the wrong side of him Mickey just drifts on that back post area and Diallo clips on a like a Brian Maher-esque pass beautiful beautiful ball um, he would nearly I would nearly say he challenges him for that title of best pass of the ball I've ever seen uh, great ball into the back post Mickey Duffy what a header it's like he curved the header in uh, around the post and we had seen as I was saying uh, to yourself we'd seen a carbon copy of that against Athlone we did uh, between we did. The, the, the last round and this round um, and it was Fats that played the ball in but Diallo, great ball. Well, funny Duffy. enough, the, the man that subs on for Fats 
Duffy great header um, and we're back in front again and at, at this stage I don't think anybody is thinking let's go and, and win on the night yeah. maybe maybe Rory Higgins has a bit of that about him but I don't think so looking at his substitutions no but definitely not no. I was like let's just get out out of this you know with a draw on the night take your hand off yeah. before the game for it uh, let's just get through it so in the, the immediate aftermath of Mickey Duffy's, as it turns out, winning goal, um, they made three substitutions. Um, we pick up a yellow card, and then we make two substitutions. Paul McMullen comes off, and Cian Cabinet comes off. Danny Mullen, and if you were watching the coverage, Brian McElhaney. Uh, big Brian. New, new signing. Uh, a bit harsh on... I'm, uh, I'm delighted that he, he got registered in time for uh, for playing. A bit, a bit harsh on Shane, because that I, th- yeah. I believe that was Shane's 250th appearance for the club. Yeah, it was. So, throughout his entire Derry City career, because obviously he went off to Toronto and... Two spells, potentially three? Two? I think this is his third. So he went... He, he was here for, like, First Division time and... Yeah, that's when that. he came under the squad, yeah. And then he went off... And he went to Canada and then Pats, but I think he went then to Finn Harps from there. He did. And then came here for a second go. I thought there was another wee spell in between there. That's but what I'm wondering, but I don't wrong. think so. Um, I, I thought there was a wee spell after Canada, maybe, but could be wrong. Shane, you can clear it off for us. Um, but Brian came on and. Um, Brian McElhinney. Fucking hell, like. It, so it just goes to show you that it's not just. League of Ireland or nice. watch LOA. It's uh, not those two lads that do the commentary from UCD. <laughs> They're not alone on this. I, d- I didn't know Shane and, and, and Patrick had a, a another brother. I wait until the, the actual UCD game. They'll be oh, shell-shocked. No, we'll have to wait a while because it's now in the 6th. They'll be saying those September. three McElhinney's. I wonder if they're related. Um, I they, they come at us again. I don't think... Can't remember them doing that much. No, they they did have an opportunity. They did have opportunities, but none really of note. They were putting the ball very wide, uh, with just random fucking shots from here and there. I think at that stage they had just given up the ghost. Um, they were going through the motions, getting in the right positions, but they knew themselves. It's the only over, in the second half, I think they only registered two shots on target, one of which was their goal. Yeah. Um. So. I. I Brian Maher not that bothered after uh, spilling the corner. Well, not spilling it, missing the missing corner. The he spilt yeah. one shortly after the corner, but he dropped one. And he then was put under pressure by, by uh, a forward. Uh, Kenny Yankee, I think. A fucking, again, massive seven foot lad. Not exactly seven no, foot, but you know what I mean. For uh, Teddy Yankee has got all the physical attributes. Now, if he had a bit of a football brain on him, probably he'd be a half decent player, but. Yeah. Um, I think he's just big in the handling. That's I I don't see him, him featuring. Career. I don't see him featuring for Ipswich Town anytime soon. Where is it? Uh, what level do Ipswich play at nowadays? Championship. Are they? Yep. Uh, um. Anywho, match goes through five minutes added on. That that was a painful five <sighs> that minutes. I was tense. Painful five minutes because tense. you're thinking like, where is he pulling five minutes from? There's been a fair few subs. But fair few subs, not an awful lot of trainer coming on and stuff. No real serious time wasting. No, I don't think so. Would have said three minutes. It's saying would have been that happy there's enough. one, two, it's about seven three, subs, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 
nine subs in 30 seconds per sub. But there was time added on for the sub in the first half. Yeah. Uh, so in the second half, there would have been eight eight substitutions, which would have accrued four nah, minutes. Maybe, maybe. So I fair enough. Five but it minutes. was painful. It was, yeah. It, it was just, is this over yet? And <clears throat> the sheer relief in the aftermath of um, of the full-time whistle. Like the celebrations, the noise, the buzz that was coming around the place. It was fantastic. It was celebrations. And it's it's weird for, you know, celebrating a, a, a draw. Yeah. You know, strange, like, but um, the overall tie... Uh, obviously, we we've won the overall tie, which is yeah. unbelievable. And it's the first time since two thousand six we've went through two rounds. I yeah, it is yeah. This is the second time in our history. So I mean, you think back to, and uh, this is the thing with historically looking at things, kind of get not tempted, but you don't realize it uh, when you're in the time. Yeah, how it'll look historically, if that makes sense. But you think back to 2006 and you're like, you're, it's called the Great European Run. Yeah, to be fair, you know, we, we, we did play a higher calibre of, of opposition then. Would, would... Which is probably why... Gretna it, it, wouldn't, would be probably Faro standard. Goffenberg or just a big, it, bigger name, would they be stage, Finnish standard? At that stage, and because uh, Scotland's in such close proximity and, and given the fact that Celtic and Rangers are two of the probably biggest supported teams in the north by mugs well um there's a fair bit of particular particular bit of uh interest in the the spl they had just lost the scottish cup final previously i can't mind how they got on but they no they, that that is that that's how they got on they, they lost the scottish cup final um and they were on the SPL. And they don't exist anymore? No, they don't exist anymore. But After we whopped them 5-1 without the, existence. It's a bit, again, this is probably going to be because we're in it right now. Historically, we're looking back thinking, look at the you know, the name of Gothenburg and then a Scottish side in Gretna and then you know, PSG. Like We're at the same stage as where we were then. Although yeah. it was a different competition and different uh, sort of entry requirements to make the group stages. But... We we're now a game away from the playoff. Yeah, and the playoff. I is thought it was we're a game away from from the we're, groups. we're a tie away from the groups, but no, no. As it turns out, they've changed that as well. So I'm gonna say game or tie, a two two legged two legged affair. Yeah, away from a playoff, and there's some big names that go into that playoff as the well. Biggest name that I seen. The biggest name Aston that I Villa seen. Aston Villa will be on there. Villa but Premier League team and. The biggest team in it's there. Bigger, bigger names than that. Won the UEFA Europa League two seasons ago. In very hilarious um, circumstances in Spain. Who? Eintracht Frankfurt. Oh, against uh, Rangers. Yes, on penalties. Fantastic. What a night! I was in Dustin Galvin, uh, Tesco's, uh, while watching the penalties. Because I, I had enough in the house, so I was just going out to, to buy things. And uh, was literally in Tesco's for the penalties. Could not react until I got back out of the car. Because I'm sure oh. that there was ones about, like, Jesus Christ. 
what a night. Anyway, there's Eintracht a, Frankfurt's in there, Villa's in there, but we still need to get by it. There's, there's, there's a lot of big clubs in there. There's Bruges is in there, and we, we uh, still need to get past the um, massive club yeah. Lille. Uh, Fiorentina, that must be the biggest club in there. They are a powerhouse. I will consider Aston Villa have won a, a European Cup, and Eintracht Frankfurt have won the Europa League recently. I'd say they'd be probably bigger, to be, to be honest. Bigger names, anyway. Uh, well. Um, anyway, we still have to get past uh, Tobol Kostani. Tobol Kostani? Tobol Kost, uh, Kostani. I don't know. I'd, you've got all the right letters. Uh, Borat and his cowboy Astana band. That's, we have to get past him. I don't know the, the pronunciation. Um, we'll go through predictions. And then we'll talk about the upcoming European fixture. Well, yeah, that's yeah, that's the only game we have upcoming um, in the next it's couple. Our next game, which is away yeah. to uh, Topolka Castani uh, next Wednesday. Anyway, I have very few predictions for uh, Skintel's Instagram, and I imagine probably because I put it up fairly late. Two minutes before kickoff. No, no, it was about half three, to be honest. Um, but I think everybody was just focused and tuned in on the game. They weren't really. Plus the fact that it's a work day, everybody wants to get to where they they have to watch the the game. Uh, anyway, Adam Doyle, two thousand five, one one Duffy. Uh, Diggy Gillespie. There is two Marty Gillespies. I'll explain that in a wee minute. Donzo eighty eight, one one Kane Kavna. That's Keith Nakiari. Jamie Dunleavy, one nil Fats, and Keith McCallion. 1-0, early goal from Duffy will finish. Finish spelt as in... Off Finland. Finland, yeah. Uh, will finish them off. And Joe Allen. Uh, I said 1-1 on Facebook, so Barry don't lose the head because I got on to Joe uh, after the, the home game last week because he doesn't predict on Instagram anymore and has reverted to Facebook. Are you accosting people yeah. in person? Now? Absolutely. That is crazy. Oh, and uh, I got a message after we berated Marty Gillespie for... Predicting twice. It's his dad, who's also called Marty. Right. So his uh, dad predicts on Facebook, and it's going to be confusing. But yeah, uh, got loads on Facebook. So uh, Darn Owens went one each. Uh, XL Kavanaugh with an early goal. It, it was an early well, goal from yeah. XL Kavanaugh. Uh, Connor McGee went one each. Doherty, Marty Gillespie, couldn't tell you which one. Went one nil. McMullen. Uh, <laughs> Dermot Bowen McElhinney went 2 1 McMullen and Patchen. Matthew McCafferty went 1 0 Derry McGonagall. Uh, David Dots Donovan went 0 all or 1 all. And we go through. We got the draw. Uh, yeah. Ri- Richie Tolan 2 1 again. Big Kane and Fats. Uh, Richard Gillespie 1 0 Duffy. Murdy Page 1 1 McMullen. Josh Freel went 1 1. He was requested by the poet to give his goal scorer, which was McJanet. Uh, Brian Thomas Rainey went 2-0 Cups um, Cheers Brian Niall Cunningham went 1-0 Derry Stephen Redden went 2-1 Patching And then Derry on penalties uh, And Con- I Initially he had gone 1-1 Patching Derry on penalties uh, yeah. Connor Doherty accosted him about that um, Joe Allen As you said he's went 1-1 No goal score Joe um, uh, so There you go Joe you couldn't, you couldn't even do it right Ryan O'Dara his name's an Irish, don't know. Um, right he there. went, parked the bus, he was asked, was it a nil-nil prediction? And he said, yep. 
Uh, Stephen Quigley went for Derry on penalties. Kev McDade went 2-0. Realistically, 0-0 with Coops having the three ineligible defensive players back in their lineup. So, As it turns out, that actually worked to two, their detriment. Two scores he's gone for. Uh, Tony DCFC, is it only on that channel or is it maybe YouTube? Uh, <laughs> Connor Doherty... <laughs> DCFC all the way 100. And then uh, a litany of the favourite uh, scoreline. Connor Doherty, I think he predicts it every week now, 0 0. Killen Doherty, 0 0. Connor I Doherty. I see what they're doing. They're, they're all trying to get sneaky. Connor Doherty again, and, and cups. 0 0. It must be a Doherty thing. David Doherty, 0 0. Danny Tolan, 0 0. And Connor McBride, optimistic with the goals, but. Not the you know worst shout given at the end of three three, but he went seven two. Well, didn't see who to. Fair enough. Um, uh, Mark, is there another poem coming? Well, I'll read this out in its entirety because then you'll understand it a bit better. Uh, as I struggle to load it. So, <clears throat> this is word for word verbatim. I'm beasted at work. It is 3.30pm on match day and I don't have time to write a proper poem this week by Adrian Kerr, age 42. The Phoenix of the Northwest is juking above the parapet. It is time for the sleeping giant to rise from its slumber. I'm hoping for a 1-0 win and progress to the next round and I'm going to identify the scorer by his number. Seven. Mikey Duffy. Um, so yeah, he doesn't have time to do a full one, so he's given us two, two uh, paragraphs that rhyme. Oh well, um, I mean, that could be a haiku, possibly. Uh, it it probably is in some sort of poetry format, but I have no idea about poetry. It, it, Adrian, please explain to Mark uh, what you're trying to do there, and why I say, or when I say explain to Mark, I mean both of us. Uh, uh, but fantastic, uh, as always. Uh, thank you very much for predicting. And thank you to all our predictors for predicting. Uh, we really appreciate it uh, week on, week out. Even the week that we do miss, we, we still appreciate it. Uh, a couple of quick points, because I feel like we've banged on about those two games a bit. We have. Um, we've, we've done an hour and 20 minutes on two games. Number one, UCD games no longer happening on Sunday. This Sunday, no. It is happening on a Wednesday. Wednesday the 6th of September. Now, our episodes the past couple of weeks have been here and there because Europe, of the fucking yeah. European games. Yeah. So it's going to be like that for another couple of weeks. Uh, just bear with us. And um, Derry City Football Club not playing a home game at the Brandale. Yes, our next home game isn't actually at home. It's in Tala. So far... That's what we reckon. That's it hasn't been officially one hundred percent confirmed, but it's on the UEFA website. And anybody that I spoke to last night that is involved with Derry City Football Club, that it as some board members, uh, they've said yeah, the games in in Tala, they were working on the plane to try and arrange things. Um, right you get away. one of them fancy planes with Wi Fi, oh, yeah. you know. I mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't. But straight um, away on the on the, like they were in the planning process straight after the full time whistle, straight the, on the plane. The, I I. I'd imagine they were planning ahead of time, ahead of the, oh, the second yeah, yeah. leg. I mean, you have to, it's not tempting fate. 
to plan for things. No, but um, they, they did have the they put the plans in motion. Um, Ethan it. was telling me, uh, congratulations to Ethan and Emer too. Um, they get through around in Europe as well. Yeah, uh, Ethan uh, was telling me that the Finnish crowd uh, that took them all out for for lunch because Ethan was over at the the game as part of the the the, the club's group that was sent over. Um, we're saying that it's an absolute nightmare to get to Kazakhstan in there. Aye. I mean... What well, is for us? A couple of 24, 22-hour routes with, you know, stopovers and that for for the the average punter. I think it's terrible that we have to play in Tallis Stadium. We have banged on a lot in previous times about the state of the Brandywell and, and the yeah. state that it could be in. Um, but it, it kind of takes away now the the buzz about it the place. It does, yeah. The, the fact that like we played PSG in uh, the Brandywell. Uh, it they takes away the home advantage for us as a club. Yeah, they, they did think that our changing rooms at the time were like a, a historical monument, a time gone by. Uh, and subsequently changed into Da Vinci's or the Everglades, whatever hotel they were. They must have played in some dumps in the French Cup as well, though. I think that's just being a bit. Uh, and uh, this is going back to themselves. This is going back to when PSG weren't weren't owned by the Aye. Middle East. Aye. But uh, they, they would have played in some dumps in the French Cup. A hundred percent. Like, but look, that's um, what it is. So we we it's, have it's to disappointing that we had to travel down to Tala for uh, a European game. It was disappointing that we had to travel to Sligo for a European game, although our stadium was re- being redeveloped. Ah, you, you can look past that one. Sorry, you can look past that one, but we're left with a. Since then, we're left with a third of a stand and nothing else. Um, what really and a plastic pouch? Don't forget about the pouch. Uh, what's really fucked me off today, in particular, uh, isn't the news that we'll have to go to Tally because we knew it was a, a, a prospect. If we had to go through a couple of yeah. rounds, oh well, you look um, back. Dundalk have played there a few times, aye. and Bows have had to play it because they refused to play it. All, uh, played at uh, Lansdowne a few times. Uh, yeah, I think what w- what's fucked me off most is seeing um, Podrick Delargy and Mark Durkin tweet about, "Oh, we're on to the, you know, the Translink and trying to get supporters down the thing get on do your fucking job and get and us give uh, us the rest of the stand yeah but the at the same the time fair play for actually organizing that too because I, I, I mean, would imagine that would have been a ball ache and a half to sort buses and stuff to take us down to Tala. it's fair play but it's very bandwagonish. oh 100 um, percent. yeah you, you get us a, a steady train and bus service that runs to dublin so that we don't have to go and rent private buses for every away game yeah. Um. So don't just do it whenever there's you know, a bit of political point scoring to be had. Um. But I it just really fucked me off seeing that today. Um, anyway, the game itself that we need to talk about is next Wednesday. The Kazakhs on Wednesday with a three o'clock kickoff time our time. Aye, logistical nightmare. Isn't Absolutely. It? Yeah. So boys will be taking half days from work. Uh, I'll be watching it whilst working. I'll I'll have no other choice. To you work can work in the rocking chair for a change, Mark, because you've you've missed every game so far. I'm very disappointed in that. Um, I've not been in the rocking chair for every game, is what you mean. I've. Uh, the, oh, you've you've not been in the rocking chair for any of the the no. European games this season. No, because then I have to come here midweek as well. Oh no! And 
record you say, that like, you say that like it's a bad thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do we know about them? Fuck all. They beat Basel. Hi. I tried to have a look. Um, went down a rabbit hole on their political situation. <laughs> believe it or not. Um, but Are they also running buses uh, to, to wherever it is they're playing? <laughs> well, they've had the... Whoever is the, the main political party of their country has had to change their name to be less like the former themselves. All right. It's like when the Ra changed to Sinn Féin, basically. But I was going to say... More right wing. The UUP um, and the UP, but okay, fair enough. Uh, <coughs> I think... Uh, lo- I, I looked at the game against Basel... Um, and before that, they put out a team from Finland. They did. Honka. Honka. Honka, Honka. Our beloved Honka. <laughs> Our beloved Honka McBride. Um, so they put out Honka, who are like worse than Coops, I would say. Well, uh, going on potential. Going, going on the European record, right? But they, do, league sta- uh, they have a worse European record than Coops. Now, these are scheduled to have a game like yourselves on the Sunday as well, which because they're at home I hope it goes ahead. Maybe it will go ahead. Um but against Basel, they they were getting battered in the first half. They were they went one 0 down, um and then subsequently went three one up and they had, Basel had two men sent off. They they had a single shot on target the whole first half. Yeah. Um they missed a penalty early on in the second half and then uh, a lad got sent off they managed two goals, one which was from a penalty. And two I think goals, that might have cup. been similar. Uh, one Europe Conference League doesn't have the same ring to it. Um, I think it may be a sim- like within a similar incident where they miss a penalty, lag gets sent off then, and another penalty is given. Yeah. And then they score another one straight off the back of the penalty. And then <laughs> almost straight away. Basel's down to... I kind of want to look for them highlights. Nine now. men. I kind of want to look for them highlights. It'd be interesting to see, and, and they take advantage of that. They come away 3-1, away from home to Basel. So all they need to do is sit in. Yeah. As easy as that sounds. And they, they did that, but they lost the game 2-1. They lost the game 2-1, but they went 2-0 down, which yeah. made the tie level, and managed to get a goal, but from the penalty spot. Now, are they really lucky with... Uh, with penalties, yeah. With, with penalties. But or then they have to be in those positions to get I would imagine there's gr- next next Wednesday and the following Thursday there's going to be an awful lot of diving. We'll see. Uh, are you just basing that on anything or just... No, no. Just, just saying. Uh, I, I had a look at... You know, um, buying, buying penalties off uh, very European referees. I Well, they, they get... I mean, judging by their, their European games so far, the... A lot of cards have been dished out in them, including their manager in the last one, who got a yellow card as well. Um, does that carry over? It's just yellow. Um, Aye, but does it carry over? I have no idea. Uh, their home stadium, from the highlights I could find on their website, bearing in mind whatever language they speak in Kazakhstan, I don't speak. It's some sort of Russian or something, I'd imagine. Um, Kazakh, maybe? Uh, their highlights that I could see on there... I don't know who they were playing. Uh, I clicked on the one video. They seem to have like a full enough stadium, bit of focal support. Their colours are green and yellow, um, so they hate the Glazers as well. And um, <laughs> they, 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 
drew nil nil in the game that I picked for the highlights, of course, Fantastic. because you know um, they, anyway. they haven't had any big high scoring games. Of course, they're not like they beat three one against Basel. But anyway, uh, we need to scoot on here, so we're going to wrap this episode up. And what? What's your prediction? Shout? Prediction for we'll do two legs because we'll cover them two legs again. Oh, we're right. Okay, so we're not going to have an episode out next week. We're just going to probably not. Fair enough. Uh, first game, I'm hoping nil nil. Wednesday night in Kazakhstan. Wednesday afternoon in Kazakhstan. For us, it's for not us, like uh, five or six out there. Seven, seven. I would imagine uh, or eight, probably eight. Uh, uh, we keep going. We could push it on the Thursday. Yeah, who knows? Um, Thursday week. Nil uh, nil. No, no, first leg. I'm hoping, and then second leg, we won 2 0. Coming home to an empty Tala Stadium. Yeah. 1 2 0. I say 2 0. And no, I say Mickey Duffy and Keen Gardner. Um, I'm going to go 1 0 loss over there. And then 2 0 win in Tala. And bizarrely, as much as we're doing all the crying about it having to be played down there, the grass pitch could very well be the decisive factor and it's a nice big wide pitch I assume they have a plastic one it it, it would remind us of the FAI Cup final yeah Um, so we can produce one of those performances and see where Jamie McGonigal's at maybe next next time we'll have an update on where is Jamie McGonigal (laughs) well that would be hopeful here's an idea for the merchandise people where's Jamie him and his wee red white top and all these different pictures (laughs) <laughs> we done that for an away well the boys done that for an away trip uh, one time when they all dressed up like Paddy Norm <laughs> anyway we'll uh, call the day there yeah um, so we'll be back in a fortnight's time I probably in fact I definitely won't be here I'll be in Spain Ooh. yeah I'll be working out in Santa Ponza Fiva España we uh, do it over Zoom or something we'll work it out possibly not or I could just you know maybe call on a, a a guest former host. Keith? With a nose ring variety. Oh, oh, that's a dig it, darn. Uh, right, we'll be back in a fortnight's time, hopefully with a full review of our glorious win in And, uh, and looking Kazakhstan. ahead to the playoff round. Yeah, I know they have um, great potassium over there. Uh, they're the number one exporter of potassium, according to Borat anyway. Uh, but until two weeks' time, Keep your predictions coming in. Keep interacting with us. Keep talking to us. And try your best to enjoy the game at 3 o'clock in the rocking chair. I'll be there. Mark won't. But sure. We'll have the crack anyway. No, but I'll be watching. And it'll be, be watching. very nice. I see what you've done there. Uh, but until then, uh, see you after. Goodbye. Cheerio. Yeah.